I don't know if anybody's on the hot seat, right? Everyone's too new in their job or too uh, proven in their job, right? Like Dave Dickinson's not on the hot seat. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's pretty bad at challenges this year. <laughs> hey, Dicky, get your I, challenge game up. You are now listening to The Waggle, the official podcast of the Canadian Football League. It is The Waggle Podcast. It is brought to you by Sport Clips, our friends at Sport Clips who support us and they support you. Feel free to go buy Sport Clips to get that hot steam towel, the massage, a shampoo, a nice cut and a nice shave. And they've got sports on TV. And this time of year, we've got so much good sports. We've got basketball. We've got college football. We've got hockey. And yes, 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 we have discussion always about the Canadian Football League. Make sure you visit a sport clips. And hey, book an appointment. Go to sportclips.ca. Find the nearest location to you. It is the holidays. You have to make sure you are looking your best. And Sport Clips, make sure you do that. It is the holidays, Davis Sanchez. Or, I mean, it's the holidays soon. Just so you know, we're going to have a little break uh, for the Christmas season as uh, we spend some well-deserved time with family. You should do the same. But don't worry. In the new year, actually dropping on New Year's Day, you're going to have a podcast for you giving our CFL resolutions. And if you have some ideas, hit us up on Twitter. Um, I'm looking forward to that episode, D. New Year's Day dropping episodes. So do you think anybody's New Year's resolution will be to get more waggle in their life? It better be. It better be. <laughs> I'm, I'm offended if you don't have the maximum amount of waggle in your life right now. Re-listen to the episodes. Listen to them on two times fast so you can just binge them as much as possible. Yeah, hit, yeah, hit us up on Twitter if, if that's your New Year's resolution. Get, get, some more, get some more waggle in your life. Wake up on New Year's Day. You know what, honey? What? I'm going to go to the... You're going to go to the gym every day? No, no. You're going to watch your diet? No, no. I'm going to download every waggle episode. No, okay. Uh, that might be, I might be going a little farther. But yeah, it's... Uh, the holidays are upon us, Deej, but uh, what else? We, what do we got going? Um, well, we're going to talk to Don Landry later in this episode. Uh, but first, before we do that, and, and he's actually going to, as we get close to Christmas, he's going to hand out some some gifts to the CFL teams. And, and actually, we'll, we'll break up the, the league and do, we'll do the same. Don will have a similar column on CFL.ca, so make sure you log on and get some of that content before we have those conversations let's actually just go backwards and look at what happened in the league this week because the last two podcasts we've talked about the coaching carousel moving non-stop and it still hasn't stopped I mean I think it's finally done now but let's recap Corey Chamberlain is out in Toronto after his first season with the Argonauts four and 14 records missed the playoffs big reason why he is no longer there enter Ryan Dinwiddie as the 45th head coach in franchise history this is a guy who played five seasons in the league but goes from Stan Peters QB coach to the head man in charge this is something that we speculated on because the rumors were flying last week now it is real and your reaction is what that's a nice jump uh, from a quarterback coach to an OC. I'm, I'm surprised. Um, we weren't surprised, you know, once we heard uh, 
the rumors that it was possible, but we heard the up and comer Ryan Dinwiddie was, and that people thought that highly of him that he was going to be an OC for sure somewhere. But to jump into the head job is uh, it's a surprise move. But do, do you feel like looking around pro football as a whole, some of these young coaches that are are being hired and young creative um, trailblazers? Uh, that's the angle that the Argos are, you know, one of the reasons why the Argos went this direction, hoping for that. Well, look, I mean, we, we just need to look at the NFL, where Sean McVay makes the Super Bowl, and anyone who has spent any sort of time with Sean McVay got an interview and, and got a job. Um, and in some situations... What did Aaron Rodgers say? Do you remember that? No. The quote? What? Aaron Rodgers had some s- smart comment, something about... Uh, Anyone that's anyone that's ever bumped into Sean McVay is now a candidate for a coaching job. Yeah. The guy who does his dry cleaning <laughs> it, it took a couple meetings. And listen, in some cases, um, you know, in Aaron Rodgers' case, that worked out, right? I mean, his coach, um, for, they're eleven and three, and they're on the way to the postseason. That's a bad, that's a bad eleven and three. It is very bad eleven and three. But they, but they might end up with a bye. Um, but. Uh, I bet you the Cincinnati Bengals wish they kept the receipt on Zach Taylor. Um, Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, their offense is more fun, but they're not winning more. Um, and so, and so you're seeing this trend of. So why not take a flyer on a on a young coach? Is that is, is I mean that's look was is Corey Chamberlain? Corey Chamberlain's not old, by right, the way. Either. Right. Right. Um, and, and listen, I. I I, I, I was hearing that they were going to give Corey Chamberlain another year and evaluate because there was just no available coach that blew them away. And uh, maybe if, if, if Michael Shea wasn't going back to Winnipeg, it would be a different situation. And, okay, well, we're talking to Dinwiddie, but, you know, he was an OC in Montreal in 2014. Maybe he's the OC, OC and then you have the coach in waiting on staff. Quickly became he's the coach. And the, the, you are what your record says you are, and they're, they're 4 and 4-14, and they missed the playoffs. But we also know about the culture of football, and we found out that Ryan Dinwiddie was the head coach via the same press release we found out Corey Chamberlain wasn't the head coach. This was a situation where they let him go, and then they opened it up and had an exhaustive search, and they ended up on Dinwiddie. So... I don't work in the league per se, but if I do, I can see people saying, well, man, that Corey Chamberlain was kind of done a little dirty. And Ryan Dinwiddie, I mean, that, you're kind of eating food off Corey Chamberlain's plate because he was still the head coach when you, when you interviewed. <laughs> no. You don't think so? No, no. I, and your first point, yes, Corey can feel a way because they were trying to find a head coach while he was still coaching uh, and, and had led him to believe – that he was still going to be there. I don't, you know, we don't know if they led him to believe that, but sure. it sure felt like that from what we were hearing. He was going to get another opportunity. Look, you're under. They don't owe Corey Chamberlain anything but respect, and 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 you know, if you're, this is business. Like Corey Chamberlain's got a guaranteed contract for another year. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's going to be just fine. He's going back to Arizona. With, I'm, I'm sure he isn't happy about this, and then, and wants to. He's a competitive guy. He wants to have success, and I'm sure he believes he's he will have success. 
that being said, he's got a guaranteed contract. He'll go back with his family and get paid for a full year to spend time back home and work on whatever else he wants to work on. The one thing that I, <clears throat> the one thing I would say is, is the Toronto Argonauts, it's their job to try to find whoever they need to be who they feel is the best candidate for their head coach. If they couldn't, if they felt like Ryan Dinwiddie or um, Jason Moss or whoever they were looking to hire, if they felt like uh, they would go out and find that guy, if they didn't find him, then they would keep Corey as a secondary option. They had to protect their best interests. So I, I get yeah, it. The former uh, or a former Argos coach has been a couple actually since him, Scott Milanovic, uh, who resigned and went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he was named the 22nd head coach of the Edmonton Eskimos. So he'll finish the current season with the Jaguars and probably can't wait to leave that situation. Um, this is a guy who he's got you know great cups on his resume as an OC and as a head coach. Uh, led at Toronto to the Great Cup in 2012 before resigning in 2016. Three times he's lifted the championship. And, and when he won with Toronto, it's not like he just squeaked by. He was the coach of the year. If you were going to move off of a proven head coach who had taken your team uh, year in, year out to the playoffs in Jason Moss, it's not a bad landing spot to end up with a guy with 10 seasons of, of CFL head coaching experience. The exact opposite uh, direction uh, that Toronto went with, with, with Dinwiddie. Another guy who I, who I feel is a good coach – Jason Moss, the perception from what we see uh, hurt, hurt him a lot, I think. I think his, his um, tantrums on the sideline didn't help shape the narrative of what he is, which I don't know. Actually, it is fair because that's just the way life works. If you show that, you're going to, you know, perception is reality. Uh, but he's a good football coach. And so – that's that's the the tough part I, I think for Jason and and the pe- people around there who believe in him they know Jason Moss is a sharp he's he works hard he's a sharp guy and that's that's a loss for them but the Riders now getting Jason Moss as their offensive coordinator already having that team the free agent the power they have in free agency the talent they already had on Young that squad that's a yeah that's they're they're gonna be something to to deal with yeah. It, and Moss leaves a situation in Eskimo where they made the postseason five of the last six years. And so now – In the West. In the West. So now the expectation, if you're making a change at head coach, the expectation is is winning it. That's, that's, that's the only place you can go is up. To me, this was about the quarterback. We went and we got a guy in free agency and asked him to trust us. And he came in a big part because – of, of Jason Moss, he, he said as much. And so if we're making a move off of off of Jason Moss, we have to, whether it's Jamie Elizondo mm. or Scott Milanovic, I got you. have to okay. bring in someone that he has a relationship with and he trusts so that we get the best out of him. Okay, right? so not because he's calling shots. No, but no, no, you, no. You paid him and you want to get the best out of him. That's a, good, that's a great point, which I, haven't, I hadn't heard anybody say yet, which, which uh, really makes sense. The crazy thing is now, when you look across the league, it, it, Walters and O'Shea, three-year contract extensions for them both in Winnipeg. Um, O'Shea now six years in Winnipeg. He is the longest tenured coach in the league. And so you talked about Dinwiddie being young. All of these coaches wow. are pretty much yeah. young guys, right? Um, you know, the Don Matthews and the Wally Buanos and the Huffnagels 
are all gone. And so across the league, you have guys who are relatively young and, look, and, 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 and young in their roles, right? I've almost played. I'm just, I just trying played to play with or head. against all of them. With or against all of them. Yeah, I'm going through team by team now. I pretty much, I can't think of. I play with Scott. Um, I play against Orlando. Uh, I played against Dickie. Kahari. I played with Dickey. Rick, I, Rick was <laughs> Rick was a graduate assistant. We know, we know the story there. Uh, anyway, that's you the didn't point. You play with or against La Police. <laughs> I don't think La Police played football, but I shouldn't I shouldn't say play football. He might have play, he might have played it uh, in college. I don't know that. But uh, bottom line, uh, coaches are younger, and that's a uh, that's a move all across all across the landscape of professional football. Like you said, it's happened all over the place. I mean. Normally going into the year, you can say, oh, man, if this, if this doesn't go well, this coach is on the hot seat, right? We're, we're looking at the situation to start the year. I mean, last year it may have been O'Shea and Moss, right? Not six years. Kyle and O'Shea got three years each. They were halfway, through the, halfway through the year. There was conversation that O'Shea's going to get fired. Right. But, but if, we're talking, if we look at it, last year who was on the hot seat? Moss, O'Shea, and Sherman. Remember him? Remember Montreal situation? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, and so, but now if we look forward, who's I don't know if anybody's on the hot seat, right? Everyone's too new in their job, or 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 too uh, proven in their job, right? Like Dave Dickinson's not on the hot seat. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I so I assume and it's pretty bad at challenges this year. <laughs> I think hey, Dicky, get your I, challenge game up. I think he's okay. Um, so I assume that we are going to see uh, these guys in the roles for a long time. Mind you, BC and Toronto both made moves after one year. I mean, less than less than a year, technically. Um, so the the coaching carousel may continue to turn, um, but I don't expect it to. Uh, we will take a turn, and after this short break, uh, we will talk some gifts, some presents for the CFL teams uh, going into the holidays. And now joining us is someone who you may know as a curling announcer, but you definitely know as a columnist on CFL.ca, Don Landry. Don, thank you so much for spending the time with us. Gentlemen, happy ho-ho. Good to be here. <laughs> uh, it is that time of year. Uh, um, I, think they, Don's been, I think Don's been dipping in the eggnog already. Well, he's got that Yuletide cheer, and, and it's something that CFL fans can basically set their watch to, that around this time of year, he's going to give us some holiday and festive type content. So, Don, we're, we're going to have you help us give some gifts to some, some CFL teams, if you will. Sure, beautiful. All right, why don't we start in the city that, that I'm residing in right now and that, that the team we know well, the Toronto Argonauts. If you wanted to give the good ship Argonaut something this Christmas, what would it be? I, it's stability, I think, is the thing that comes to mind. Now, that's like an overarching kind of generic gift, but I think that's what they need most. I think that's what Pinball Clements has decided they need. I like that. I had something similar written down. I, I wrote a culture, 
and that's both on the field, but I think off the field. And you talked about energy. That's something that sadly has been lacking uh, since we've had the move to BMO. So if I could give them anything else, maybe a student card. I would love to see, uh, in terms of selling tickets, maybe we have a, a discounted rate or a section for students so that the fan base continues uh, to grow, but also to get a bit younger. Um, it, that's a similar issue that they used to have in Montreal, but uh, the tide has seemed to turn, and hopefully that's no longer the case. If you were giving a gift to the Alouettes, what would that be? Well, uh, I guess obviously a new owner would be it. Yes. I'd like to get that, that saga out of the way. I mean, everything else is going so well uh, with the Montreal Alouettes, and who would have predicted that the way last season started? You thought maybe it's just going to swirl down the toilet so quickly, but credit to Kahari Jones. That, that's the thing. See, they got their, their Christmas gift early, I guess. It's, we, if we'd had this conversation a few weeks ago or at the end of the season, looking ahead to the holiday season, I would say, well, the first thing, they need and want is to have Kahari Jones uh, get a new contract, and they already did that, so Christmas kind of came early for them, but that that ownership thing has been kind of hanging there, hasn't it? It'd be nice to get that out of the way. Yeah, I, I agree. I, a new owner would be nice. A new GM would also be nice as well. Um, it, it's funny. They, they've got great leadership, but they still need to fill some of the big leadership holes at the top of the organization. That is not the case for the defending champs, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh, what do you give a team that, that has the Great Cup and that ended the drought? What, what, what are you giving the Bombers? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I, I would offer them the gift and hope they have peace and joy this holiday season and through the offseason because it ain't easy repeating. It's incredibly difficult, especially in this day and age with so many free agents like I, you know and i look at well I, I do this with every team but i look at the blue bombers list of free agents like okay if you had to pick one which one's it going to be that you think you know the top priority the, the guy they want in a bow you know under their tree you know i i guess it might be willie jefferson but then beyond that you look at all these other guys that look on offense you can pick guys all over the place like darvin adams so uh, I think what they need is, uh, is, is, yeah, peace, joy, and love, and uh, as many of the guys that they can get back. Uh, and as I say that, though, I realize I kind of just ignored their quarterback situation, but I, I think they're, they're going to get somebody back, aren't they? Well, it's Out good the that three, they should be okay there. Yeah, it's, it's good, Don, that uh, that uh, we work together as a as a team, and we we talk about our gifts. You left the quarterbacks out, but my my gift to the Bombers has. A little something to do with the quarterback situation. And, and uh, the gift uh, is not going to cost a whole lot. Uh, my gift to the Bombers, because we have these uh, connections uh, with some, some telecommunications companies, what we're going to get the Bombers is a caller ID. And this over the next couple months, if they see a number, area code 603, that's New Hampshire, that's the home of Paul LaPolice, or uh, area code 613, which is Ottawa, where Paul LaPolice is right now. Oh, that's the wrong place. Uh, from That's where Paul LaPolice is right now. Uh, don't answer the phone because it might be Lapo calling to try to get one of your quarterbacks. So who are you get the caller ID for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Don't answer Lapo's calls trying to get your quarterbacks. That's well, excellent. If we were having this conversation uh, at this time last year, we would say maybe we want to give the Saskatchewan Rough Riders a quarterback. 
Uh, now, it wasn't the route we thought it was going to be, but that no longer is an issue as they have one of the young, exciting quarterbacks in the league in Cody Fajardo. So what do you give Ryder Nation? New goalpost. Just hit that one end, right? And maybe not even the whole goalpost. You just take the crossbar out. That's got bad karma in it, bad juju. That's got to go. Uh, outside of that, uh, again, like so many CFL teams, you know, one or two of the guys that they had on their team that were big difference makers last year that they could use going ahead. And uh, obviously having Fajardo under contract, that's great for them. But you think of a guy like Shaq Evans, you know, it'd be terrific to get him back under contract. And on the defensive side of the ball, they got a bunch of guys, Micah Johnson up front. As we know how great the, uh, the beats of the defensive lines are these days and how important they are. So yeah, I guess you might start there on the defensive line and hope that they can get Micah Johnson back. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, Micah Johnson's always uh... a... <laughs> A uh, good start to anybody, anybody's offseason or defense. Uh, let's go with uh, that new beautiful mosaic stadium. The Riders don't need much. They have they have about everything, but uh, one upgrade they're, they're going to need now because of this offseason and uh, Jason Moss now entering the fold. There's in the press box up in uh, mosaic. Let's get some some hard steel enclosed Gatorade buckets and in case Jason Moss has a tantrum up in the coach's box. Let's uh, let's get that for the riders. <laughs> it's just like a, a dispenser that just constantly gives you headsets. <laughs> yeah. That works too. Um, the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, um, you know, they, they thought their present was going to be a great cup after they had an outstanding regular season. They didn't get it done. So who would you like to give... Uh, what would you like to give the CFL's runner-up? Well, you'd like to say that, you know, and now that they've got the longest drought, I mean, and your, your heart was feeling warm and you've had, you know, yeah, sure, a few eggnogs. You'd go uh, a great cup for them. But you know what? They got to get to the jewelry store themselves. We can't give them that. They got to earn that one. So I'd say on that way, though, they, like their whole defensive line, possibly uh, free agents, right? And if they were to lose... All of those guys, that would be gutting for them. So some stability on their defensive line moving forward. And maybe, is this fair? If I were to say this, I don't want to be taken hugely the wrong way, but a, a slight, and I mean a slight attitude adjustment. Because you should be confident. You, you should work hard. You should have fun. But I wonder if just a little tiny bit less fun and a little bit more of a serious attitude. Uh, I, I detected that... that there was a discrepancy between them and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers during Grey Cup week. Is that fair? Yeah, so I, I actually went in a different direction, and I, I would give them some health, maybe give them a health card, make sure their OHIP uh, information is up to date, because as good as they were, they were a pretty banged-up team, and they were able to fill some holes, but I would give them some help. The other thing I would give them, and actually it's it's something that I think you know they should take away, maybe some some tearaway pants uh in pigskin pete maybe needs to um step up his game and only wear shorts a, a a team that had a longer drought than you had a fan that was so dedicated so willing that he was saying i'm not gonna wear pants and so hamilton fan base y you want to act like you are the the rider nation of the east with the strongest fan base i'm gonna need a fan to do something that drastic in, o in order to uh, to end the drought, so so, Pigskin Pete, 
I'm looking at you. Box J boys, I'm looking at you. Do something that impresses me, that gives your team the inspiration to, to end the drought so, so you get some warmth. Well, don't don't push too hard for that because what if they go, all right, the, the no pants thing was done with shorts. Now I got to go beyond that. Donovan's pushing right. me beyond this. Now I have right. to go just in underwear until they win the Grey Cup or worse. That's true. Well, I mean, a lot of the Box J boys wear kilts as it is. So they may, they may make an argument that they already were not wearing pants. Um, we're ending uh, a decade and ushering uh, a new one now. And the team of this decade, even though they didn't, win it in the last year has been the Calgary Stampeders. They have been the gold standard. What do you give John Huffnagel and Dave Dickinson in the stands? A change of heart for Brandon Smith. And you know what? That's not even, it is for them, but it's more for me. I, I just want Brandon Smith to play forever. Okay? So this really is a Christmas gift for me. But beyond that, a uh, new stadium would be nice for Calgary Stampeders fans. And um, you know, I was going to say, you know, the ability to make sure that they can sign some of their receivers, you know, get Juwan Breskison back under contract, uh, to get Reggie Bagleton. Um, but maybe they don't even need that, in a sense, because all we've known from the Calgary Stampeders is that they get new guys all the time. So even if they don't get those guys under contract, you know they're going to have somebody else. But, uh, yeah, Brandon Smith, play one more year or 10 or 20. I don't care. Take your pick, but just stay out there, buddy. Uh, yeah, the stamps. I'm gonna I'm gonna just give them some some HD screens. I'm up in the coach's box again. I'm going coach's box again. Get some some HD screens up there to help, so the guys up in the, the spotter booth can help Coach Dickey with some of his challenges next year. <laughs> what is your fascination with the coach's box? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. You probably uh, yeah, I don't know. Good question, Deech. I, I think the team that probably needs the most help and could use a gift is the Ottawa Red Black. It was a it was a down year after being a Great Cup contender uh, for the better part you of their new existence. Can't give one of your kids more presents than the others, though, Deej. Only one present for the Red Black. All right, so Don, what what are we giving the Red Black? Well, I, I look at their situation the way I might look at trying to give the gift of music to my teenage niece, and that is, I should never, don't you guys agree, ever go out and just buy like an album for my teenage niece. You know, it could be so So I would just get her a gift card to go out and buy whatever album she wanted, right? To download whatever music she wants. So for the Ottawa Red Blacks, um, a QB gift card. So that La Paul Apolis, Marcel Desjardins, can go out and get the quarterback that best fits them, that best suits them. It's, we were along the same wavelength, but I went a bit further. I want to give them an accountant. I, I, I don't understand how you lose so much talent in free agency, big money players leaving, and you didn't fill any of those voids, whether it was the quarterback and Trevor Harris or Sir Vincent Rogers or Greg Ellingson or William Powell. I, I expected them to lose, but then to end up being net neutral and, and spend a lot of money, and that didn't happen. Well, now they ended up losing games because of it. So I want to give Marcel... And now new coach La Police is an accountant, so they know exactly what the CFL salary cap is at and that they can be aggressive in free agency. Uh, a team that did not have an issue spending money in free agency was the Edmonton Eskimos, and, and resources at the best of times is not their issue. What do you give the Eskimos, the team that, that has a lot? Sorry, guys, they get nothing from me. You don't want to know why? Naughty list. They were on the oh. naughty list all year. 
Nothing but penalties, right? Undisciplined penalties. The uh, what are they called? preventable penalties, as they call them. So I'm sorry, Edmonton, you're on the, uh, wow. the naughty list. Wow. But if I have a, if I do have a few more eggnogs, I'd probably uh, get them Shaq Cooper and or C.J. Gable back into their backfield to make sure they have stability. No, no, wait a minute. You know what? No, they stay on the naughty list. What am I doing? If you're on the naughty list, you're on the naughty list. And they already got ah. Scott Milanovic. So come on. Firm, firm Uncle Don. There we go. I like it. Yeah. What are you giving him, David? Air miles. I'm just. This is just for Scott. I'm giving Scott Milanovic some air miles, and you guys can you guys can figure that one out. And and lastly, uh, we we don't want to keep any of the fans of this great game without some love, and so they're not a team yet. But what would we like to give the prospective Atlantic Schooners fans and and their their prospective organization group. If we, we went out to our friends out east who, who show us such great hospitality all the time, what, what would we like to give them? Oh, boy, I didn't even think about them. This is a good one. I, I'm going to have to scramble here a little bit, I guess. Um, obviously, a stadium for them. That's that's the biggest one. Um, beyond that, yeah, no, I can't. Well, the franchise itself... No, Don, Don, this is this is a gift. This is not for immediate family yet. This is, uh, you know, the Atlanta Schooners are not uh, official as, as of yet. So we, we, we it's like a, a housewarming gift. Yeah, you bring them a bottle of wine or, or, or something of that nature, a gift under under $40. So you can't get a stadium for this. I'm, I'm going with a nice bottle of red. So it's like when you're when you're when you start dating someone close to the holidays and there's that weird purgatory period of you don't know if you give them a gift. You don't right. know if you invite them over to meet right. your family. Right. You're yeah. you're in that in yeah. that purgatory period with right. the, with the Atlantic schooners. Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't you got to be careful. Yeah, the, the gifts are very. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a bottle of wine, maybe some flowers, something like that. Just let them know you care, but the you know they care, but they're not quite there yet. Well, I mean, all the news with them has been about stadium. Will it be approved? When will it be approved? When can they put uh, shovels in the dirt? Where will it be? Uh, I need this fast track not so that the franchise is greenlit. I need it fast track so that the probability that Kevin Glenn can come out of retirement and play for another CFL team is still real. I, I, I still am holding out hope. Uh, and who would be a better ambassador for the game? So I, my gift to them is I'm, I'm putting Kevin Glenn on layaway. And when you're ready for him, I'm going to give him to you. Fantastic. It's a gift it, for Kevin Glenn, too. Yes, yes, it is. He will get he will get screeched in, uh, no question. Uh, Don, b- before we let you go, and thank you once again for spending BC some Lions. time. We didn't do the BC Lions, guys. We- Did we not do the BC Lions? Oh, that's my bad. Thank you for, for reminding me. The BC Lions. What are you giving the BC Lions? I'm going to get them tickets to see the new Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, so they can go in there and they can learn any kind and all kinds of Jedi mind tricks to provide Mike Riley with the force field and protection that he so deserves, you know? Whatever it takes to keep Mike Riley. I mean, it was amazing that he got through as much of the season as he did last season. So they need to protect good old Mike uh, so he can do his thing and they can have a more successful season. I like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a gift to these Leos too, since we forgot about them. Let's just give something to the whole to all the Leos fans and the people that care about this team in British Columbia. And Mr. Braley has put a lot of of his resources into this league, and and 
this team over um, the last uh, couple of decades. And, and so what I want to do is uh, you want to you find ownership, allow him to pass this team off to an ownership group or an owner that really cares about this team. And so who else cares more about the, the BC Lions than Crazy P? So what we're going to do is Crazy P is going to win the lottery. That's the gift. I'm going to gift Crazy P the winning lottery ticket. He's going to win Powerball, and Crazy P is going to be the new owner. He's going to buy the BC Lions. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, David goes heartfelt at the end there, and then with the quick pivot. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, God bless us, everyone. Don, the other news that we've had recently was the CFL schedule is out. Now, are you the type that really looks at it, really examines it, circles dates, looks at trends, or are you the type that just takes the games as they come? Yeah, I kind of take the, the games as they come, although, I mean, on the CFL.ca site, there's a, a list of, of key dates, and that's fun. I, I read that, but as far as going through each team's schedule, I don't, but I'll get on Twitter and just see what, how people are commenting, if they're happy with it, what they like, what they don't like. I'll tell you what I do like. about. I haven't seen all the, the, the sched, but um, it looks to me like, Toward the end of the season, at least a few teams are playing, not their division rivals, but uh, teams from other divisions. And I like that. And that might be an unpopular opinion. But I, I think that way you can be interested in two games in, in a late season weekend. The, team that your team, the game that your team is playing, and then a game that a team that is battling for a playoff spot with them is playing elsewhere if you know what i mean and then and we get a chance to see these teams play each other in the playoffs so i'm not sure i want you know ottawa and hamilton playing a couple of times in september october and then again in november it's uh, so I, I like that the variety being the, the spice of life and all that yeah we had a bit of the opposite where calgary and winnipeg seemed like was playing each other every week for the last month of the season um, we do have a lot of crossover early in six of the first seven for Montreal or versus the West. The Rough Riders and Stamps, six of their first eight um, is, is, is versus the East. But, but you're right, there is some nice balance towards the back end. I love the fact that we have the Grey Cup rematch um, early in the season um, on a Saturday night. That would be one to circle. And, and lastly, before we let you go, as we... I mean, say goodbye to the 2019 season and hello to the 2020 season. If there's one takeaway or one thing that stood out to you, one thing that you'll remember about the 2019 season, what would it be? Well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Donovan. And I think you're probably taking part in this too. Jeff Creever had sent us, you know, a note, you know, asking for our votes for different, you know, uh, you know, top this of the year. And one was, you know, story of the year. And, you know, Andrew Harris came to mind for me, but so did just all of the injuries to quarterbacks. And, and that's the one that I picked as my story of the year. All of these number one pivots going down and young guys rising or guys who were on the scrap heap like Vernon Adams getting another chance and also rising. When, when I think about all of the starters that went down and the guys like Dane Evans who got to step in and Cody Fajardo who got to step in and do his thing. And then, as I mentioned, Vernon Adams getting, you know, a second opportunity that's the big story for me uh, for 2019 was how many quarterbacks got injured and, and thankfully how many young guys, Nick Arbuckle, I should mention him, who got to step in as well in Calgary. That's the story for me. Yeah, it's a good point. When you look at the depth of quarterbacks across the league and, and really the development and the rapid development 
um, of quarterbacks across the league, young quarterbacks. The game is definitely in a good place. And on the flip side, if we, we had a similar scenario in the NFL where early in a season, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and uh, Tom Brady uh, and Aaron Rodgers all went down due to injury, I think interest would go down. I think certainly the quality of the games would go down. And thankfully for us, that wasn't the case. So hats off, one, to the quarterbacks who stepped up. But I also hats off to the football ops and the and the quarterback coaches and OCs who groomed guys that gave us a great product this year. Absolutely. Well, thank you for this, Don. Uh, we will be uh, looking at the website closely. As once again, you're going to have a – holiday-themed, festive-themed uh, piece coming out um, this close to Christmas. So make sure to stay tuned to CFL.ca for that. If you want to stay tuned to everything that Don is doing, give him a follow. It is at Don Landry Media on Twitter. Don, thank you so much, and enjoy the holidays yourself. Thanks, guys. And I need your addresses because you're getting gifts from me, too. I'm going to send to each of you soap on a rope for Christmas, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Don't even know what soap on a rope is, do you? <laughs> Look it up. Google it. It'll make you laugh. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. Cheers. So that is it for Don Landry. And that is it for us. Again, we have more content for you. Taking a break for the Christmas holidays, but there will still be content on cfl.ca so make sure you are tuning into our social channels and our website for that we will be back on the flip side in 2020 on new year's day actually we will have a podcast for you giving you our resolutions for every cfl team and if you've got some ideas hit us up on twitter for david sanchez i'm donovan bennett thanks so much for listening